0: Hello and welcome to Boston Blackie from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Madam Mary. Oh,
2: you were a million miles away.
1: <laughs> I guess I was. What's
2: her name?
1: A buttercup. Poor little Buttercup. Are you thinking about
2: last night's performance of Pinafore? Say
1: those two boys, Gilbert and Sullivan, made a great team didn't they? Oh,
2: that!
1: I am the monarch of the sea, the ruler of the <laughs> queen's navy, <laughs> whose praise Great Britain loudly chants. What and so on I. Everybody my cousins, on the street <laughs> looking. <laughs> Me thinks I should have been an actor. Oh, enough
2: ham in you for a whole troop.
1: And you're bringing home the bacon. Oh, Blackie. <laughs> Hi,
0: Blackie. It's Miss Weston. Hello, Frosty. How's
1: my favorite newsboy? Okay. Good. I'll take my glove, please.
0: Sure, Blackie. Here's your sentinel.
1: At Frosty, the globe.
0: That's right, Blackie, the sentinel. What's
1: the matter with, with you, Frosty?
0: Nothing, Blackie. Here's the sentinel. Take it. Will you hurry?
1: You know I get the globe every day.
0: Of course he does. For once, he's got to read the sentence. Go ahead, sir. There's something in it he's got to see. Want a beer
1: with flavor? A flavor that's delightfully, deliciously different? Try that smooth beer. Try Champagne Velvet. The beer with the million-dollar flavor. Thank you, my friend, for a very happy suggestion. It's worth repeating. Try that smooth beer. But Champagne Velvet is more than just that. It's a beer with a rare and unusual flavor combination. It's bright and sparkling from foam to finish. It's light and lively with a clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. And best of all, it has the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor that stamps it as a beer of real premium quality. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Light and lively, bright and sparkling, yet just as smooth. What a flavor combination. And you're sure it's pure. And now back to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends.
2: I give up, Blackie.
1: Beats me. We've
2: looked through the Globe and the Sentinel, and every important story is duplicated in both papers.
1: We still have this back page, Mary.
2: Probably just like the rest of the paper.
1: There must be something here. If Frosty wouldn't have insisted I read the Sentinel. Well,
2: maybe we've overlooked something.
1: Could be. Well, let's just check this back page.
2: Mm, okay.
1: In the first column on this back page, there's a story about the school board voting the teachers a raising salary.
2: Mm-hmm. Checking the globe. I got the same story.
1: Mary, hold everything. You want will find something? This is what we wanted. What is it? Sentinel exclusive. Automobile accident victim is no victim. What? A Sentinel reporter saw a man named Stephen struck by a car. Well? Yes, it says, uh... Sentinel exclusive... By Lester Hopkins, automobile accident victim is no victim. Oh. Gunther Stevens, a resident of this city, was struck by a passenger car. This reporter was in the vicinity and saw Stevens standing on the sidewalk for several minutes. Yeah. When a car driven by Mrs. Theodore Stone was almost upon him, Stevens jumped into its side, smacked the car door with his fist, and fell to the ground moaning in pain. When confronted with your reporter's version of the accident, Stevens stood up, declared he was all right, and walked away. Mary, this must be it. A phony accident racket.
2: Oh, well, Blackie, why should Frosty make you read the whole newspaper to find this story? Why couldn't he tell you about it?
1: Maybe somebody was watching him. I'll find the connection myself.
2: Oh, where, where are you going?
1: To so talk to the reporter, Lester Hopkins, and find out what part of the story, if any, he didn't print. I'm going to make a reporter report to me. <laughs> Dear
2: Harry, have you seen a sentinel?
0: My dear
1: Delores, so much excitement. Well? Be calm, my good woman. Calm? Well, let's see how calm you can be when you read this story. Something about our Polk Street mission in the newspaper. Here. Read it for yourself. Where? There. Oh, sentinel exclusive. Here. Accident victim is no victim. hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, dear, 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 dear. But what are you going to do? Let us not rush into this. We must examine all the avenues of approach and then act decisively.
2: Oh, Brother Harry, you are so masterful.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, First, call this reporter, this uh, Lester Hopkins. What? Yes, and tell him to be careful when he crosses the street. What do you mean? (laughs) Precisely do it, my dear. Here's the phone number in the editorial box.
2: Well, I guess you know best, Brother Harry. Uh, Les Hopkins, please? Just a moment, please. Hopkins? Listen, you nosy reporter, just a tip. Who is this? Never mind, but you'd better be careful when you cross the streets. Well, there, that takes care of him. Now I'd better take care of the boys in the mission. <laughs>
0: Brethren, please, please, brethren.
2: Brethren, there is no need for all this excitement.
0: Bobo started it, Mr. Lois. I tried to chisel to the head of the line. All right, Thomas, all right.
2: Bobo started it, but you should realize that there is plenty of food here for everyone. The Polk Street Mission is here for you, all of you. Is there any question of that? Now, those of you who have your food tickets, line up in single file at the kitchen entrance. Those of you who have no tickets will get them from me. All right, now, brethren. Come ahead.
0: Bobo! Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Come here, I want to talk to you.
0: What do you want, Mr. Laura? Oh, well, I haven't seen you in quite a while, Bobo. I was working. Oh. Washing dishes in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. How long can you go on washing dishes? Uh,
2: how's your shoulder?
0: Uh, it's okay, I guess.
2: Completely healed from the last accident. Oh,
0: yeah, perfect.
2: Feel like putting it to work again?
0: For how much? Fifty dollars. Where do I take the drive? We'll figure out a place. Well, figure good. I don't want to be loused up like Gunther Stevens. All right, now. Imagine taking a flop right in front of a reporter.
1: Is this the genius department? Hmm? Oh, Boston Blackie. <laughs> Hello, Lester. Oh, uh, just walk into this broom closet. Doubles as my office. Uh, oh, if I take a deep breath, there may be room for both of us here. <laughs> you, you didn't come up here to make jokes, Blackie. Now, what do you want? What did you leave out of that story on the accident victim, Gunther Stevens? Oh, where you come into this? I don't know. That's why I came to you. What I tell you is just between us, okay? Check. I think I've stumbled onto a phony accident, Swindle. Your story certainly sounded like it. It's bigger than I thought. What do you say then? Some dame called me right after the story appeared and told me to be sure and look twice before I crossed the street. Threats? Well, sounds good. Or it may be a crank, but I doubt it. So do I. Now... What did you leave out of the story? I followed Gunther Stevens after the accident. Yeah. He's holed up in a broken-down apartment house on Doyle Street. Well, what did he say when you talked to him? He slammed the door in my face. No kidding. Threatened to call the cops if I didn't leave him alone. I'll be done. I'm including all this in my follow-up story. Do you have the address of this Gunther Stevens? Yeah, just a minute. Yeah, here it is. 3175 Doyle Street. 3175. One slide up. Uh Mm-hmm. Well, uh, can you hold off your story for a while? If I can get a better one. I'm not promising anything, but I'm going down to see Gunther Stevens. Suppose he slams the door in your face. If he does, I'll slam his face into the door.
2: Bobo, are you ready?
0: Yeah, Miss Beloris, I'm ready.
2: Good. We checked. Now, a man should be coming along in his car in a couple of minutes. I hope so. he should be good for at least a couple of hundred dollars.
0: Well, that's okay by me. All right, then. But I wish he'd get here. I'm tired of waiting.
2: It's better than waiting on Main Street, like Gunther.
0: Ah, he was a jerk. Or was that your idea?
2: No, it was his own idea. Listen. It's a car. It's got to be the one I think it is. Yeah. Okay, Bobo. I'll wait back here in the bushes. You know what
0: to do. Here it comes. Fuck my... Uh... Uh, I'm sorry. Oh... You all right, mister? Oh, my arm. Um... Hey, honest, I didn't see you, uh, mister. My back. You walked right into my oh, car. You were speeding. No, I, I wasn't. I want to sue you. I want to get your license taken away. Now, wait a minute, in. wait a minute. Just oh, a minute. Oh, hey, you better get in the oh, car. Get in. I'll take you to a hospital. Oh, but I wasn't speeding, oh, mister. Look, mister, I <laughs> saw the whole thing. I think you were speeding. <laughs> oh, 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 wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. Where did you come from? I was walking along this road <laughs> here. You were going 60 at least. Hey, thanks, lady. That's all right. This <laughs> man says I walked into his car. What? Oh, my God. Oh. This is gonna cost you your life. License. You're never going to drive again. Now, look, lady, yeah. help me, will oh. you? I, you, I man's need my nurse. car for oh. business. I didn't see this guy. The whole thing was all an accident. No. Oh,
1: what can I do, I, Mr. I, I can't afford any trouble. And lady. I can't
0: afford no broken arm. Well, look. Oh, I, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, uh, oh. I, I'll give
2: you $100. Look, it's none of my oh. business, mister, but this man's doctor's bill certainly oh. will run more than that. Yeah, but I... I How much money do you have on you?
1: Oh. Well, let me see, um... Oh. Uh... I got $260.
2: Say, uh would you uh, forget about this for $260? Uh,
0: well...
1: That's
2: all he has.
0: Please, mister, huh? Uh, okay. Thanks, thanks a lot. Oh,
2: you go ahead, mister. I'll take care of him. <laughs>
0: Poor little
1: buttercup. poor little
2: You don't want Stevens know you're coming.
1: It doesn't make any difference. He's here. He can't run away. Poor Shh, little Blackie, butter... Blackie, what's that odor? It's gas. Come on. Huh? Hey. Come here. Come Hello, Blackie. What kept you? Faraday. Why so surprised? You never surprised me.
2: Blackie wasn't surprised. Your face scared him.
1: Thank you, Mary Wesley. What do you want here, Blackie? I just wanted to pay a social call on Mr. Gunther Stevens. Mr. Stevens won't be receiving visitors anymore. Really? I don't think you should come in, Miss Wesley. Is he dead? can not you smell that gas? Suicide? Oh, come on in, Blackie, and look for yourself. What a dirty place Stevens lived in. So he wasn't neat. Yeah. Anyhow, there's Stevens lying next to the stove. Sure must have hit bottom to think of killing himself. Yeah, Blackie, I got news for you. Stevens didn't kill himself. That gas was just to make it look like a suicide. Oh. He was murdered. I don't know why or who did it. Yeah, of course you do. No, but I'm gonna find out who found him in before you found him dead. Premium quality, yes sir premium quality that is yours to enjoy at no premium in price. Now that's something worth remembering, but every time you pour your glass of champagne velvet, you're reminded that you're enjoying a real premium quality beer at no premium in price. You know of course that more costly malt and grain, higher priced hops and more careful and costly brewing methods are all a part of CD's famous million dollar formula. So C.V. has to have unmistakable premium quality. C.V.'s flavor tells you all of that. It's bright and sparkling, light and lively from foam to finish, with the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of a real honest-to-goodness beer. Real premium quality beer. But that's not all. It has a clear, clean taste, given it by controlled aging. A taste that makes you sure it's pure. And it's smooth. Smooth, smewed, just as smooth. And now, back to Boston Blackie. A downtown mission serves as a front for a phony accident racket. And it is from the ranks of the charity seekers that Dolores recruits her needed stooges to fall in front of cars. Blackie is put onto this racket by a newspaper story. And a tip from reporter Les Hopkins leads him to Gunther Stevens, one of the studios who fell in front of a car. However, when Blackie arrives at the home of Stevens, he finds Inspector Faraday there. Stevens has been murdered. As we return to our story, Blackie and Faraday are still in the apartment of Gunther Stevens. Find anything, Blackie? Nothing in this closet except suits of clothes and a torn pair of shoes. That's all? Yeah. (sighs) Uh, But what's... Just look at this suit, will you? Look at this Mm -hmm. suit. Jacket torn, sleeves worn at the edges, Mm -hmm. pants patched in half a dozen places. Stop admiring Stephen's wardrobe, Lanky, and search the pockets. Okay, Charlie, relax. Relax. In this next pocket, we have matches and a meal ticket for the Polk Street Mission. Sure beats me why anybody would want to kill a down-and-out bum. Don't you read the papers, Faraday? What paper? This is the guy who tried to fake an accident on Main Street yesterday by walking into a moving car. Mm, which only proves how down and out he really was. Does it? Maybe yes. it proves that he was killed by someone higher up in the phony accident racket. So now it's a racket. A great big phony accident racket. That's what it might be. As yeah, phony as Stevens you... Stevens carried a meal ticket for the Polk Street Mission. Mm-hmm. I'm going over to the Polk Street Mission and see what I can find when I poke around a bit.
0: La la la
2: la, dum
1: I take it everything went as planned.
2: Without a hitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bobo took his flop like a veteran. He wasn't even hurt. Good, good. How much? $260. Hmm? Peace,
1: it is wonderful. I
2: gave Bobo $50, which leaves us $210. I'm
1: satisfied. <laughs> oh, excuse me, my oh, dear. Of course. I must remember to have a phone extension placed in this outer office.
2: Yes, you should. Da 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 Bobo, what are you doing here? What do you want?
0: I came for the rest of the dough.
2: I gave you fifty dollars. That's your share. I want more. I gave
0: the rest to Brother Harry. Don't lie to me. I was standing outside the door. I handed over. No! Oh! You're I made you made up money. No, let me. What the No! Oh.
1: I guess it's bye-bye, Bobo. And, Laura,
2: peace, brother Bobo.
1: Peace. Like Caesar, he got ambitious, and like Caesar, he wound up on the floor. <laughs>
2: Blackie, you know, you look like a hobo.
1: Oh, I hope I do, Mary. I don't want anybody to recognize me.
2: You looking the way you do, I don't want anybody to recognize me either. (laughs) Blackie, I'm beginning to wish we'd never packed that newsstand yesterday.
1: Frosty knew just what he was doing when he gave me the sentinel. Oh,
2: I don't know. Now, relax,
1: Mary. Will you please relax? I'm just another bum going into the mission for a free meal ticket. My name is now Buddy Smith.
2: Well, good luck,
1: Blackie. (laughs) So long, Mary. (laughs)
0: Oh, have your meal uh, hey, I don't.
2: Oh, well, come and get one, brother. Nobody is ever hungry at the most delicious. Isn't that right,
0: brethren?
2: You uh, seem to be a stranger in our midst, brother.
1: You said it, sister.
2: Why haven't we seen you here before?
1: Just learning to walk without my crutches.
2: Oh, accident?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got uh, knocked down by a car. Both legs broken. That's too bad. Bad. Sister, was worse than that.
2: Really?
1: On my back for almost a year. No job, no dough, no nothing.
2: I see. What's your name?
1: Eh, hey, Buddy. Buddy Smith.
2: I'm glad to make your acquaintance, brother Buddy. Likewise. My name is Sister Dolores.
1: Hi, Sister. Say, uh, you don't know where I can get a job or something, do you? Anything to make a buck.
2: Well, as a matter of fact, Brother Buddy, I do know how you can make some money. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Easy money, if you're not careful how you make it.
1: I'm listening.
2: Okay, then. Come with me. Where to? The Brother Harry. He's right in the next room. It's his office.
1: Well, uh, you understand I don't care what it is as long as I make a buck, don't you?
2: I understand, all right. You wait right here. Hi, Harry.
1: Come in, Dolores.
2: Harry, I've got somebody to take the place of the two brothers we had to knock off.
1: Indeed?
2: This uh, brother has had both legs broken at one time.
1: Both legs broken, eh? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And he's just starting to walk around
1: again. Excellent, excellent. He's waiting
2: outside. Shall I bring him in?
1: I'll go take a look at him first. All right. Mm. Mm. My dear Dolores, do you know who that bum is?
2: told me his name
1: was Buddy Smith. Buddy Smith? Yes. He's disguised, but he's Boston Blackie. What? Yes. Well, we'll take care of him. He doesn't know I recognize him. Now, I want you to go out and tell him something. Okay. He wants to take a fall for us? We'll let him, but the fall will be permanent. (laughs)
2: Blackie, oh, haven't you changed those horrible clothes yet?
1: I am the monarch of the sea, (laughs) the ruler of the Queen's day. I am the monarch of the sea. You
2: look more like Barnacle Mm -hmm. Bill to me.
1: I am it. i I've had a rough trip. (laughs) What have you been up to, Blackie? Well, I don't have time to tell you right now, Mary. I need your help.
2: Oh, what do you want?
1: Two things. One is I have to make a phone call to Les Hopkins at the Sentinel. Yeah. The other is I have to borrow something to pay off this whole case.
2: Don't drive so fast, Brother Harry.
1: We don't want to attract the police. Especially with that Bobo's body in the back of the car. Yes. I understand, my dear.
2: How much longer, Brother Harry?
1: The waterfront is around this next corner, Anybody on your side of the car? Let
2: me see. No,
1: nobody here. All right, my dear Dolores. Let us get on with our task, but quietly. i right. Now, just let me open this car trunk. Okay.
2: If nobody comes nosying around. Let
1: us hope that good fortune is with us. You keep watch. I can manage by myself. All
2: right, Brother Harry. I'll stand off over here.
1: If anyone comes, engage them in conversation. It will only take a couple of minutes. All right. Uh, uh, oh. uh, uh. Harry,
2: I think someone's coming. All right.
1: I'm almost done. Uh, uh-huh. Ah. Sister Dolores, tis done. Now to take care of Boston
0: Blackie.
2: Harry, I'm worried.
1: Have faith, Sister Dolores.
2: But if Blackie is on to our setup at the mission, maybe the police know, too.
1: My dear, Blackie is a lone wolf. He and the forces of the law are not Simpatico. I
2: see. So, once we get rid of Blackie, we are in the clear. You remember the plan.
1: Precisely. That's good. At the intersection at Woodhaven and Mott is around the curve, right. and Buddy, uh, that is, Blackie, knows he's supposed to be waiting on the curve for us to uh, pick him up.
2: Right. But instead of picking him up, we are going to knock him dead. Correct. Fine.
1: Uh, keep your eyes open. There's the curve.
2: And there is Blackie sitting on the curve.
1: <laughs> well, he probably hasn't heard us. So much the better. Here we go, to smack right into Boston Blackie. Ha, 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 ha. That was a good night's work, Dolores. Brother Harry, you are really terrific. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. Harry, huh? look. The office
2: door is open and the lights are.
1: Whoever it is, his head has had us come up the stairs. Maybe, Hello. And, uh, who might you be? Les Hopkins of the Morning Sentinel.
2: Harry, he's the one who wrote about feed him.
1: Quiet. And, uh, what do you want? I want to do business with you. I, uh, don't understand. I happen to be at the intersection of Woodhaven and Mott. Oh, really? I had my camera with me, and I happened to snap the picture when your car killed Boston uh, Black. There uh, must be some mistake. Oh, no, there's no mistake. I have the picture. Do we do business or do I go to the cops? Harry. Now, let me handle this, DeLordis. Just uh, what is it you want, Mr. Hopkins? I want in.
0: Indeed? I've been onto your setup a phony accident racket using a mission as a front. And getting bums who have already been in accidents to take dives. And I like it. Needless
1: to say, Brother Hopkins, I don't like your liking it. And this gun I'm holding emphasizes my objection. What are you going to do? Is there a doubt in your mind? Why, you wouldn't dare. Uh... Brother Hopkins, I've already killed Gunther Stevens, Bobo Martin, and Boston Blackie. I've got news for you, Harry. Blackie isn't dead. In fact, he's standing right behind you. <laughs> oh, I'm a ghost. Hold the last Here we are, lady. And you, brother, that gun. Just drop it, please. Look
0: out, Blackie. Oh, let me... Hold it.
1: Bad ideas, bad aim. I'll take the gun, No, There, that's better. I uh, don't understand. It's all very simple, brother. I saw you peep out at me from your office, and I walked up to the door and listened and heard you tell Dolores that you recognized me. But uh, you were at the corner of Woodhaven and Mont Street, sir. Sorry to disappoint you, but that wasn't me. It was three pillows and sheet which I borrowed from a certain young lady propped up to look like a body. Let me go. I'm getting out of here. You're going out? Oh! <laughs>
2: Grant. Mm-hmm. Decided the whole thing with his insisting you read
1: the Sentinel. Oh, yeah. Uh, hello, Frosty.
2: Hi,
0: Blackie. It's Miss Leslie. Hi there.
2: How'd you like that article, huh? Oh, always
1: great. It it sure Put was. me out of the solution to that phony accident racket.
2: Phony
0: accident racket? What's that got to do with my sister's wedding? Frosty, what are you talking about? Didn't you see it? Huh? A two column spread about my sister getting married with a picture and everything. We're... That's what I want you to see in the Sentinel. Did it surprise
1: you, <laughs> old Blackie? <laughs> old Blackie is right. <laughs> Come on, Mary. Yeah, bye, Frosty.
0: Well... Can you
1: imagine this whole thing was hatched because Frosty's sister was hitched.
0: <laughs>
1: Make mine CV because for me there is no finer beer. And it's just as smooth. Make buying CV. So many folks who know good beer when they taste it have said just that. Time after time, That Champagne Velvet is not only the leading beer by far in its home state of Indiana, but it is preferred by particular people everywhere that it is sold. There's only one reason for that, and that is flavor. The bright, sparkling, light and lively flavor of a real premium quality beer premium quality that costs you no premium in price. The rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of real honest-to-goodness beer, and the clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. So make yours CV, because for you, there is no finer beer. You're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth and now, here is a preview of what happens next week.
2: Well, Blackie, this is the house.
1: I hope we're in time, Mary. Yeah,
2: well, can listen. Police car. Yeah,
1: that woman must have called the police, too. But well, we can't wait for them. Let's go.
2: Okay. I'm right with you. Come on. Well, why ring the bell? when not break in? That woman who called that she was going to be killed.
1: I think I hear somebody moving around inside.
0: Yeah. Hey, Blackie,
2: it's Faraday in that police car.
1: Oh, I might have known you'd be here, Blackie. Oh, oh, hi, yes. Hello. Look, Blackie, if this is one of your gags... No, but... look,
2: it's no gag, Inspector. Blackie got a call from a lady who said she was going to be killed. I was there when the call came through, I got it?
1: the call, too, and it... What are we standing out here for? I rang the bell. I'm waiting for someone to answer it, unless you have a better idea. I always have a better idea than any you think of. If you do, you sure can keep a secret. Blackie, someone's opening the door. Oh, really? What's the big
2: idea? Now, take
1: it easy, old time. We well, just want to see up. the lady of the house.
2: Lady, you got the wrong address. Well, you've
1: got the wrong idea. I'm Faraday of Homicide. Homicide? A lady called us, gave us this address, well... told us she was going to be killed. <laughs> you better let us in.
2: <laughs> a lady
0: called this address, is going to be killed. What's so funny? <laughs> well, you can come in and look around for yourself.
1: That's just what we intended. <laughs>
0: but there's been nobody inside this house except me for the past three years. <laughs> <laughs>